Hello, and thank you for joining us on our program, Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and we're welcoming back author Jim Hammer. Welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you, Cindy. It's great to be here. Wonderful. We have a lot to talk about today, Jim. As a matter of fact, you and I were just talking before we came on air, and we were talking about humility and being humble and just curious, how much does that play into this victory over a critical spirit, or does it matter at all? I believe it does greatly matter. matter of fact, Scripture is, uh, in, in different um, verses, mentions about a humble spirit. N- nowhere have I read where God will humble us, but in Scripture I have read that humble your heart before the Lord, uh, humble yourself, and, you know, it's it's... That's our decision, our choice to humble ourselves. The Lord will give us the strength and opportunities to do that, and we're going to be faced with them. How do we respond in such a way that we are humbled or that we are seeking to be humble? Or do we allow our pride to get in the way when these opportunities come? And I'm sure the Lord is sending opportunity after opportunity to us. And, you know, when we look at Christ, he's our example. He's our our leader. Uh, He's the one we are to emulate. When we look at Christ, how he humbled his heart and humbled himself completely and came to this earth to be among sinners. I mean, here he was, the king of all creation, became a human being. That, that to me, uh, that is, I just can't comprehend that. Okay, I'm going to stop you, Jim. You just made a comment. You said he became human. Yes. Okay, so how do we how do we deal with this humanness? Because while Jesus is our ultimate example, and he is the one that we look to, could you possibly give us a an example that we could relate to in our humanness? That what does this humbleness look like? As we as we look to Christ, and I can only look to Christ. Amen. For my example. And, uh, you know, when somebody says something to you, you know, we think that our opinion is of the best. It's the best opinion. It has to be done our way. Of course. That's when our pride gets <laughs> in the way. But when we realize that everybody else has an opinion, too, and mm-hmm. we just maybe sit there quietly without voicing an opinion and, and allow somebody else having their ideas and thoughts come forth and then following their uh, ideas, that's one form of being humble. I knew one man, in fact, it was in a shopping mall, and this guy was just so humble, and i knew known him for years. He was shopping, it was during Christmas time, he had a shopping cart full of things. It was full. And he walked around the next aisle without his cart, so I went and I took his cart. And I'm, I'm just watching him, he comes back, he sees his cart is not there, you know, I said, where are you going? He said, well, uh, somebody took my cart. Oh, I no. said, well, what were you going to do? I said, I was going to go get another cart. <laughs> and uh, to me, that was the uh, highest example that I've ever seen about the humbleness of a person, that he wasn't going to moan and groan and complain. He was just going to quietly go get another cart and refill mm. it. And, and I gave him back his cart, and I, I know he was relieved. But he did not utter a, a crossword or anything. And yeah, and that's that, not the norm, is it? No, that stuck in my mind, and that happened probably 30 more years. More years. I, was, I wasn't even a Christian then. 
Wow. And um, so it had to be like 40 years ago. But I always remember that. I, I can even picture him. He's dead now. I can even picture him in that aisle walking away from his cart, and I went over and taken it. But, uh, you know, that's what we have to do to be, you know, if, if we expect to be in heaven, we have to be like Christ with a humble, teachable spirit. Most of us, our pride gets in the way, and we're not teachable at all. We want to be the teachers. Mm, yes, and, uh, so true. And I have a tendency to talk too much, and uh, so when I'm talking, what am I learning? I'm not learning anything mm. because it's yeah. coming out of my mind. So how can I ever learn anything if I'm always talking and not listening? You mention in your book, Life Without a Critical Spirit, Jim, you, you make a comment. Actually, it's a question. And you say, isn't it time to conduct ourselves as children of the king? I mean, if we if if we say we really are God's child and you said you believe that we do, how's this going to look? We've got a long ways to go, so it seems. Well, that's one of my favorite texts. That's in Romans uh, 8, uh, 16 and 17, that uh, the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And as children of God, we're heirs of God and joint heirs mm-hmm. with Christ. And, uh, and the kingdom is ours. We, uh, our inheritance is heaven. It's uh, our rightful inheritance. And, and many of us are allowing the enemy to steal our inheritance without uttering a word, just going along with the program. But as children of God, that makes you, Cindy, a princess. Ooh, makes me a prince. <laughs> we like we are royalty. We have Amen. royal blood, heavenly royal blood flowing through our veins. And, uh, but how are we conducting ourselves? Are we conducting ourselves as children of God, as children of the king, as mm. princes and princesses? Or are we conducting ourselves, and maybe peasants do conduct themselves in this earth, the human peasants conduct themselves maybe a lot of times better than the royalty that we mm. see uh, on this earth now. But, uh, well, you know, and I don't want to stand in judgment of that because I, I know God has his people all over. Amen, but he does, as children sure. of God, our standard is much higher. And Christ is our example. We have to keep our focus on Christ with everything that we think and say and do. He is the mm-hmm. one that we have to emulate. So it seems, though, if we're going to follow up with Romans eight sixteen, when he tells us uh, that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, it seems that we must be, we should be demonstrating something. What is that something we need to be demonstrating? Something specifically? Specifically? I can only, again, I got to go back to Christ. We have to be Christ-like in character, in thought, in deed, in word, everything that, uh, that Christ would want us to say. And, and I know I had mentioned the WWJD, what would Jesus yes. do? Same thing. What would Jesus think? What would Jesus? Uh, mm. How would Jesus conduct himself? Everything has to be grounded in Christ. And for us as human beings, and uh, again, I, I know that we will fail until we give everything over to Christ. We're going to stumble and fall, but as we get ourselves back up, uh, well, actually, as Christ picks us up, 
Amen. And as we confess our sins uh, that we just fell over, that uh, Christ will clean us up. He's promised to do that in uh, 1 John Mm -hmm. 1, 9. And uh, by the time Jesus comes, I believe that we will be like him. We see him as he is because we will be like him. We will recognize him because we will be Mm -hmm. like him, uh, we're told. And, uh, And how does that happen? Does it happen when he comes, or does it happen prior to that? Does mm. it happen one step at a time? And and I believe that's how it does happen, one step at a time. Until the time Jesus returns, we yeah. will recognize him for who he is, because we will be like him. Ain't that an awesome thought? It's more than awesome. You know, I was just thinking while you were talking that the Bible, it mentions something called the fruits of the Spirit. What do we need to know about those fruits? (laughs) Well, when we look at the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, you know, that's our standard. That's a big list, Jim. Do you think our God is not able to lift (laughs) us that high? He is able. Praise God, He's able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Ephesians 3.20, that's one of my favorite verses. But I'm just thinking, you know, maybe one of our listeners are going, boy, that sounds like a really long list. How can we get over that? Well, it is a long list if you take it all at one time. But Mm -hmm. the Lord will take us step by step through it. Praise God. I mean, can we love without having the peace of mind? You know, mm. there's a few of them that go together, and I believe love, joy, and peace are the are the main uh, crux of the fruit of the spirit. But you know, in John six forty four, Jesus said the Father is drawing us to Himself, uh, or drawing us to Christ. He, it's the Father is the one that draws us. He's a a God that draws, and and we have to allow Him to do that. We can rebel if we want to. And that's what sin is, really, rebellion. But when we look at the fruit of the Spirit, it's the enemy that would want to steal our love, our joy, our peace. And once he's got those three, the first three, he's got all the rest. That's right. And um, in John uh, chapter 15, I believe, Jesus commands us. It's not just a thought. Uh, but he, he commands us to love one another. So as a Christian, whether I want to or not, mm-hmm. I have to give myself to the Lord and say, Father, I don't want to love this person. Yeah. But you want me to, and I know you will give me the strength and the spirit to love that person. Matter of fact, I even, um, when somebody irritates me, I say, <laughs> you know, I start praying for that person and say, Father, mm-hmm. let that person be my neighbor in heaven. And this way I can't have any hard feelings towards them. Absolutely. And I think I think we've talked about this before, but certainly that person that's causing you the most irritation, if we will just pray for them, boy, it will change our heart immediately. And, and that is an opportunity that, uh, that the Lord gives us to intercede for somebody. Instead of allowing them to irritate us, He gives us the, the privilege of interceding for that person. Praise God. That, and hopefully and prayerfully, they will be in eternity because of our prayer for them. Praise God. Intercessory prayer is just so powerful. I couldn't agree with you more. 
Jim, we are out of time again for today. I want to thank our listeners for joining us on Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and I am so glad that Jim was able to join us, author of the book Life Without a Critical Spirit. Please join us again soon for more about gaining victory over a critical spirit. God bless and have a wonderful day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. 